Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Hello, and welcome to the Come to Your Senses podcast. I'm your host, embodiment-based coach, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through a lifestyle of embodiment. You'll hear gems to empower you around mindset, mindfulness, somatic psychology, and neuroscience, as well as beauty, food, style, and the art of slow living to meet your soul through the senses. I am so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Come to Your Senses. I am so delighted to be coming to you on the day of the winter solstice in 2022. One of the things I love about etymology is the way it helps us understand the essence of something. And so in preparation for today's episode, I looked up the etymology of the word solstice. It comes from the Latin cister and sol. And sol, of course, means sun. Cister means to pause. So in other words, the solstice is this sacred pause in the seasons. It is the day that here in the Northern Hemisphere, we have the least daylight and the longest night. And I was actually just talking to one of my mentors today about spirituality and God and that whole ball of yarn (laughs) and talking about how the the question was around faith and i was talking about how much faith i have in nature and the reliability of the sun rising and the seasons changing and i also feel a reliability on the nature within myself and that what we see reflected in the earth and in the cosmos is also a symbol of the winter that happens within And so in today's episode, I am going to share with you some mini solstice rituals. Some of them are just one step, my friend. If you're like me, when great events in the cosmos come up, you start to get ritual anxiety. (laughs) I got to get the pink candle and the rose petals and take a bath and, you know, do all these things. And I find that with any spiritual venture, 
the simpler I can keep it, the more I can put my focus on the true source of magic, which is the depth of my intention. And so today's rituals will not require any dragon toenails. They will require a few simple things that you can find around the house, and some don't require anything at all. And so tonight, as you embrace the darkness of the solstice, or any time you are experiencing a season in your life that feels like the longest night, may these rituals be a source of embodied prayer towards peace and pleasure and embracing the beauty of darkness. That was just the perfect intro (laughs) to the episode. And I want to dive right into our gems. But before I do, I want to share a really exciting announcement. As we are coming up to a new year, if you're like me, you might be experiencing some analysis paralysis around your goals, your intentions, and your desires for the new year. That's something I used to feel all the time. And I would feel so overwhelmed with all the things I wanted to do and all the things I wanted to focus on that I would just kind of shut down completely and not set any goals. And if you can resonate with this, you are not alone and you don't have to do it alone. And one of the bonuses that I'm offering for this week only in the Come to Your Senses Coterie, which is my six-month immersion program into embodied artful living. You can learn more about it at alifewellsavored.com, link in the show notes for this episode. One of the bonuses that I'm offering for this week only is a 45-minute private one-on-one word of the year session. So this is a session where together you and I will dive below the static of the analytical mind into the deeper depths of your heart and your truer heart's intention and use the principles of magnetism and magic to merge your feminine depth and your emotional intelligence with your more masculine drive to create a more enchanting, holistic, sustainable recipe for success in the new year. This bonus is being offered for this week only in honor of the solstice. And so if you would like to amplify your magnetism and make this year a brand new chapter in your feminine embodiment story, head to alifewellsavored.com or click the link below this episode. And so let's dive in to our gems. At the start of the episode, I talked a little bit about the origins of the word solstice. And the solstice is celebrated by many different cultures and spiritual traditions. The rituals I'll be sharing with you today are some that I have learned through my study of paganism, which is the religion of nature and also just my own embodied exploration of how to revere and mirror these cycles of nature that happen on the earth with the cycles that happen within myself. 
And so the first is the embracing of the dark. I asked my friend Susie Banks-Balm if I could use a quote from her beautiful newsletter in sharing about the solstice, and she agreed. And so I want to share one of my favorite quotes about the shadow and about darkness, which is, do not crash into the blazing glare without also knowing what the dark holds in its soft pause for you. Oh, okay. I guess just read that again. <laughs> Something about this quote just really strikes me. Do not crash into the blazing glare without also knowing what the dark holds in its soft pause for you. Thank you so much, Susie. You can find a link to Susie's website and beautiful newsletter in the show notes. And I think what I love about that quote the most is that what I notice for myself is when I am resisting or running from darkness and quiet and stillness, that is when the darkness sinks its talons into my skin and it feels painful and full of suffering. But when I turn towards and I stop trying to escape and I embrace the fact that darkness is just a part of the human experience, it does hold out its soft velvety paws and offer me deep, deep gifts. And so in this first gem, a ritual that I suggest is a conscious entering of the darkness. And this is something that we did at the Yule retreat during a day that we had themed around stillness. And so for this ritual, all you need is a dark room, an eye mask, and some music. Eye mask is optional, although I highly recommend it. You can also use a scarf or some such. My good friend Rochelle Sheik once told me that if we do not deal with the shadow consciously, it will deal with us in the unconscious. And so this movement ritual is a way of consciously entering the beauty and the gift of darkness. And what I would recommend is first finding yourself on the floor, on all fours. I like to do a little bit of just kind of moving around in attunement and ultimately ending up on all fours, feeling the earth beneath your body, holding and supporting you, and feeling your head, your heart, your belly, and your pelvis all on an equal line where there is no hierarchy. And when you're ready and when you feel that support beneath you in the dark room, you can put on your eye mask and hit play on a song, I'll, I'll drop a link to a song that I love for this exercise in the show notes. And then simply using the prayer, body, lead me. And so this exercise is really meant to be an embodied gesture of breaking out of a victim story of feeling victimized by darkness and instead embracing that this is a part of nature and a part of your nature and embracing it as a partner 
that is not good or bad, that is simply wise. The next gem is a ritual that was suggested to me by my good friend and witchy wonder, Julie Everett. And this is an egg ritual. So if you have eggs in the fridge, you go grab one. The egg is this cosmic symbol of potential and possibility. And you can add any accoutrement to your ritual, like burning a candle, burning a stick of incense, playing music, anything that involves your senses and drops you deeper into your body. And taking a moment, placing maybe your hand on your heart, your belly, and listening deeply for your heart's desire. So in the coterie, we're going to be spending an entire month on the topic of desire. Because desire can be complex. Desire can often be a source of restlessness, suffering, that voracious, hungry ghost having you by the throat. (laughs) Might be a little bit of a dramatic description, but that's how it feels to me. And that's how it feels when I'm in the engine of itchy desire. These are desires that maybe come from a need to keep up with some standard outside of myself of what's going to determine my worth or value. And I find these desires to sometimes throw off my sense of navigation. How they feel on an embodied level is they feel like they're crackling on the surface. And there's nothing wrong with these surface desires. They are part of your intelligence. They have a place here. They have a home here. And you might also find it useful to drop a layer below that frothy chaos on the surface into some of the deeper, stiller waters of the deeper desires of your heart. So the Buddha once said, all of your life arises from the tip of your intention. And so you might wish to write down all of the desires that come to you, surface, deep, whatever, get the whole bouquet out there on the page. And then finding a moment of stillness, closing your eyes, and perhaps asking that heart inside the heart, what are my deepest and truest desires? And then whatever desires you want to pluck from that bouquet, you write on the egg and you place it as an offering to the earth on the night of the solstice. When I've done this ritual, I will place little fairy lights. I have like those little battery powered fairy lights. And so I'll bury the egg in the earth and place some flowers atop of it and place some fairy lights around it. A gesture of beauty can be really lovely, but if all you've got is your egg and a pen, fabulous. Great job. Egg on. The next gem, next ritual is an ancient ritual that is carried through the generations and that you still see happening today, which is the simple presence of candles in the window. 
So this is actually going to be a couple of gems, a couple of rituals that you could tease apart and just do as individual rituals, or you can do them all together as I plan to do on the night of the solstice. So a great way to prepare for any kind of ritual is to do a cleansing. You might clean and tidy your house. You might burn some smoke to help clear some of the energy or ring a bell in the corners of your home. At the Yule Retreat, one of our parting gifts was this delicious peppermint candy cane scrub that came with a little solstice kit that I gave each of the participants that included a handcrafted candle that was infused with petals from our gratitude ritual and just, you know, could talk about it all night. But starting with a cleansing is a powerful way to symbolize preparation and welcoming of the divine. And then something I love to do is turn out all the lights in your home and place candles in the window as a symbol of warm golden light on this darkest night. What I like to do while those candles are in the window is take out my calendar and I hate using my phone, but it's a necessary evil, my photos. And I go through month by month and I write gratitudes and milestones for each month of the year. If you're like me, you can't usually remember what you ate for dinner the night before, much less all the things that you achieved and accomplished and received and experienced in the past year. And I guarantee you that if you do that, if you go month by month and you review, you will be shocked, my friend, at how much abundance and how much beauty you may have experienced. So gratitudes. So let's recap. Cleansing purification, candles in the window, gratitudes for the year past, little Yule solstice playlist jamming in the background. (laughs) And then maybe you go grab your egg out of the fridge. So again, these are all things that you can do individually. Scrubbing your skin is a magical ritual. Lighting a candle is using the elements to illuminate the magic that is all around us. Writing your gratitude fills your cells with a sense of harvest and celebration, which is the most fertile soil in which to plant the seeds of your dreams and desires. And the last ritual that I want to share, the last gem again, is something you could blend with these rituals or do on its own, is a house blessing. And there are dozens of ways that you can bless your home. I am not a full-time witch or energy medicine practitioner or professional ritual designer. So I'm just going to share with you something simple that I do, which is to open my pantry And look at the herbs and the baking supplies and the spices and create a little witch's brew, a dry witch's brew of what I want to bless my home with and what I want to ask the spirits for support with. So for example, you might place in that bowl sugar for sweetness 
You might place sea salt for groundedness. You might use chamomile for relaxation, peppermint for excitement, ginger for passion. And you can research these herbs on Google, or you can just go with your intuitive sense of what chili pepper evokes for you, what oatmeal evokes for you. And as you place each of these into your bowl or your cauldron, you might want to state your wish and feel the feeling of what it is that you want this herb or spice to evoke. And then I will place it outside to soak up the energy of that sacred pause of the solstice and to meet the morning sun on the first day that the light returns to the earth and our days start lengthening and the earth begins to move towards warmth. And then either on that day or on New Year's Eve, anytime you want really, walking around your home outdoors and sprinkling some of your magic brew of intention and protection and desire of what you want to experience in your home so that it may be blessed for the year to come. And to conclude this episode, I want to say once again that all of these details are powerful There is a true intelligence to the heart-opening qualities of a rose. There is an aphrodisiac quality to something like ginger. This is real stuff. This is real magic. And yet, as the person welcoming and performing that magic, the most important part is your heartfelt intention. And so if you have a body, if you have a consciousness, if you have a heart, you've got almost everything you need, just an egg and some ginger, you'll be great. And if you desire more magic, more magnetism, and to be guided in a specific process of clearing away doubts and distractions from your true heart's desire a revealing of your body's wisdom around that desire, and then a specific plan of steps for how to bring that embodied depth into action in 2023, come join us in the Come to Your Senses Coterie and take advantage of this special Solstice Week bonus of your 45-minute Word of the Year session with yours truly. Alifewellsaver.com is where you can learn all about the coterie and sign up. And thank you so much for listening today. Solstice greetings to you, and I will see you in our next episode. For coaching, classes, and community in creating a lifestyle of embodiment, head to schoolofsensualliving.com. There you'll find a free video series on how to reduce anxiety and intercept the stress response through powerful, confident body language. Head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash confidence to watch your first video today.